So if, if we imagine I'm the CEO of an early stage company, either uh, a resurface labs or, or a Lapide, um, and I, I need to get the, the revenue engine running, um, wh where do I begin? Yeah, I think part of it is um, is getting to the math of who your competition is, what are your competitive advantages. So this is the pre-revenue part. So you got to really understand who the competition is, where your competitive advantages exist against that pool. You have to have your pricing set. You got to understand what verticals you're targeting, and so you can build out your 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 pitches against those with the right discovery questions for those buyers. Because if you, if you get if you get the opportunity to talk to somebody and you're, you're not prepared and you're not intelligent about what it is that they need to deal with and what their use cases are, you'll fail. So there's some basic stuff you've got to get done um, in order to be in a position to begin pitching effectively. I think then the next thing you need to do is, and what I, most early stage companies is, is bringing on some sales development reps Two, you always need at least two and and start to marry your marketing activities with your with your sales development team's activities. And each SDR, particularly in an early stage, should be making about 2,000 to 3,000 outbounds a, a month. And that's a combination of emails that are more customized and phone, phone outreaches. And then that's going to convert into a number of conversations. But the goal of that activity is between 20 and 25 new appointments that are discovery calls for an experienced salesperson. So you start small, incredibly efficient. You measure yourself daily, stated activities versus actually not just it's too hard, but we do it weekly. You've got to do it daily. You've got to talk about what's working and what's not working. You've got to make sure you're getting the appointment scheduled. And then your ability to start moving from a discovery call into an actual solid targeted demonstration and then start moving people into your pipeline begins to happen. So it's getting to the basics, measuring it, keeping your costs low and being very, very focused. Yeah, it's uh, all too familiar because uh, I started out at Lapide in the SDR role um, just just uh, under a year and a half ago. Um, mm -hmm. I'm now an ex account executive, but uh, yeah, there was, you know, two, three of us that, that started out and, uh, you know, clearly we were trying to hit all those KPI metrics and yep. it's a lot easier to do so with all the sales engagement platforms, uh, things like outreach and, uh, you know, um, well, you got uh, Zoom, you've got Zoom and LinkedIn Zoom Navigator, you've got it. a whole bunch of different tools that are out there. And, and part of that is setting up your CRM properly, right? So that you're, you keep that cadence. Do you have a freemium option? And can that mm -hmm. freemium option lead into, or a trial option? Can they lead into a, a nurture process by your SDR? So there's so many different things you can use to keep the mm -hmm. SDRs busy. But then you also have to hold your SDRs accountable for being proactive in generating you know, leads and opportunities on their own. So it's not just marketing fed and they just follow up. It's that, that you got to have, you got to take ownership. Yeah, and the handover process is really important as well. We we just had a a meeting before this call um, with with the SDRs and the account executives and the service level agreements. You know, at what point does it get handed over, and and what does that look like? Um, when is it a, a qualified opportunity? And 
that whole handover process is uh, it needs to be communicated very effectively. Otherwise, it kind of falls apart, and and prospects get uh, frustrated because you know they feel like they already told you all this information, but it feels like they're, they're do, doing it all over again. Um, so you, so you want to well, avoid think that. Think about how it feels when you're calling in on a bill or credit card or a healthcare claim. And you go through the validation, you do it electronically, then you do it verbally. And then, well, I got to transfer to somebody else and you got to do it all again. And you wind up doing it three times in a call and you're frustrated. Same thing with, they're like, they're giving you their time. Mm -hmm. Use it well, right? Make your, make your questions make sense. Mm -hmm. Have them be relevant, right? Then that whole process counts. Fantastic. Yeah. So some really good points there, you know, obviously understanding your product, understanding the talk tracks, um, I'd say, one of the key areas also would be understanding, you know, what what this what's important to the CISO. Um, so if you it, let's say you were a, a new SDR <laughs> starting out fresh, um, you know, what would you be what what sort of questions would you be asking a CISO, or what would you try and keep in mind as the, the most important things for for a CISO these days? Well, I think that changes, but based on your on your technology, like I think. There's some really good ICP formats that before you get to the revenue stage, if you build out your, if you're, if you're one of your targets is a SOC manager, right? Or, or data or a threat analyst, right? Or you're dealing with a CISO or sometimes in a medium sized organization, the CTO kind of does everything. So you got to figure out who they are. You have to figure out, you know, what their responsibilities are and then what worries them, right? What is it that bothers them? And that SOC manager, is going to have a different set of worries and responsibilities than the CISO. And then you got to work through your probing questions based on that, who that buyer is and the technology you're offering up, right? If you're offering, you know, API security, for example, you're going to, you're going to ask questions about, do they know how many APIs they have? Do, are they using a gateway solution? Do they have the ability to understand rogues or zombies or anything like sitting on the floor and doing potentially doing damage that they don't know about do they understand their traffic volumes and or call volume right have they been exposed to risk or are they just completely unaware right so there's a lot of things you can do but you're what you ask a sock manager and what you ask a CISO is likely different <laughs> <laughs>